our first ever podcast. Oh, <laughs> listen to us. All righty. So uh, hi, everybody. Good morning. If it's not morning where you are, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Truman Show. <laughs> Anybody? Okay, anyway. So um, this is Ordinary Chaos, Extraordinary Grace. I am Brittany. And I am Katie. <laughs> and we are just two friends, two moms, two pastor's wives who are uh, wanting to record a podcast where we talk about how the ordinary chaos of our daily lives, of our culture, of our world, are often completely infiltrated with the extraordinary grace of our Savior. And today we are going to be discussing a little bit about ourselves, let y'all get to know us a bit, and how we kind of became friends because we thought it would be a good idea to focus first off on our podcast about friendship. Yeah. Um, because that's really what um, what brought us together was a Christian friendship. Yeah. And so we thought that that would be a good place to start today. Might as well. Might as well. I have nothing <clears throat> else to do. So I'm Katie. I am um, associate pastor's wife here at our church, and that's how I met Brittany. They took my husband on as associate pastor against my wishes because I was not interested in taking this job, but the Lord knows what he's doing. Thank mm-hmm. God. We have four kids, uh, three boys and a girl, and I'm also a preschool director full time. So st- I, I, I mean, you may have chaos. I don't. Things are just <laughs> Katie's so life's so calm. Kill. It's insane. My children come home and they, they do their art projects and clean it up and in your craft room, in, in our, our in our neatly and very organized, very craft organized craft room. room. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They do that. They do their homework exactly when we ask them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Then they all go to bed along with our woodland creatures who mm-hmm. follow them mm-hmm. everywhere they go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And so. you take lots of pictures, to put on Pinterest. Oh, so do many. I ever? Do I ever? If so you've many. if you've ever screenshotted a Pinterest picture that's my family just know that's me that's yes. us yes meanwhile we the mullers are on instagram <laughs> or gram in our life uh we do it for the gram and mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i have three children uh their ages are seven six and two and i am the uh the head pastor i guess oh yeah, yeah. for sure he's the head he's the boss <laughs> the boss pastor's wife um here at our church and uh, we're in the greater new orleans area and um, so we have a lot of um, interesting culture right around us, which is fun. I am a teacher. I've been a teacher for almost 12 years. Well, I guess already 12 years going on 13. God, Holy moly. So I'm so old. I just had a birthday and <laughs> so wrinkles and things. Um, I don't have wrinkles either. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And so I've, I teach uh, currently at a private school here. I teach chemistry to a bunch of 11th graders. And I've also written a children's book. And that was a lot of fun. And yeah. That's that's where we're at. She's so accomplished, ladies and gentlemen. So accomplished, and I have a hat. So and she's got a hat, and I have a hat, but she couldn't wear it today because she's got headphones on. <laughs> so you it know, doesn't fit. Our best laid plans, friend. Our best laid. Friend. We could always just cut holes into it. We could and stick the the uh, headphones through it. We could. It could work. Maybe I could put on like one of those birthday hat strings. Um, like, like, just stretch it around. <laughs> Yeah, that would work. I think it would work. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, so when Katie was talking about uh, her husband, Aaron, coming on here at Riverside, um, when Jared was first looking for an associate pastor, we had um, we had just come off of having a different uh, set of, of pastors here, and they had all moved on for various reasons, and so I was already a little brokenhearted, and so whenever he said he was going to go meet with uh, this guy, Aaron, and interview him for the job, I was like, but, but really... <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure, though? But are you sure? So I was in the same boat as Katie, actually. Like, not. I was just I was doing my best to deter him. 
<laughs> in every way possible from actually uh, moving forward with this. Yeah. And uh, like you said, thank goodness God knows better. Um, because now I don't know what I'd do without Katie. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was just one of those things where the Lord brought us together and we were in such similar places in life. We're really like right there together mm-hmm. in where our families are and the things that we're dealing with and even our pasts are very similar. Mm -hmm. So it was just such a blessing to have somebody who came into my life like that because it is so important. um, And as we'll talk about over the next couple of of episodes, probably so important to have those kind of friendships um, in the chaotic world that we live in now, especially Christian friendships that are around you. Um, So yeah, so we have been together now for Almost three, Almost three years. Just a few weeks away from being three years here. Almost three years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been through a lot together in those three years. <laughs> Already. It's like a lifetime movie. <laughs> it Without really all the scandal, is. of course. It really is. Yeah. So, like, right after uh, Aaron and Katie came here, they have they, they live under Martin Law, which yeah. Katie can explain a little mm-hmm. bit, but she can kind of tell you some of the things that they've experienced since they've been here at Riverside uh, after they came Yeah, so Martin Law is a law that my husband has realized um, that um, whatever can go wrong to a Martin will go wrong to a Martin. (laughs) So we have been through some really crazy stuff. So um, like I said, we... um, we, my husband's been in ministry for for several years now, and but right before we came on to Riverside, he had taken a break, and I was actually really enjoying not being a part of ministry, just because we had kind of been hurt in the past, and so I was enjoying not being in ministry because it's it's rough, it's tough, it's it's a it's an exhausting thing to be a part of, um, and um, he tells me, hey, by the way, I've got this meeting with this guy Jared. It's he's looking at me for associate pastor, and I'm like, okay where <laughs> he's heading Kenner which is about 45 minutes from where we're from and so I'm like um no um <laughs> I don't think this is it first of all I don't want to move there um second I don't feel like this is the Lord <laughs> and he's like well I think we should just I should at least go take the meeting with him so he took the meeting with Jared and and it went really well and he came home and he had this look on his face I'm like oh man here we go <laughs> here we go and so I'm like what did he say is he offering us a million because that's the only way I'm gonna take this job <laughs> Um, but, uh, we came to the church a couple weeks later and I came for the first time. And as soon as I came, I was like, okay, yeah, Yeah. I get it. I get it. This is, this is it. And so we made our lives here and, um, got pregnant with our fourth child (laughs) very soon after having our third child (laughs) while here. So that took us for a loop, but we had her and, um, um, just three days after we had her, my husband's father, um, suffered a massive stroke and, um, and so, man, yeah, we're in the NICU with our daughter and, and we get out and then literally the next day he's, um, he suffered a massive stroke. So he's in the hospital and he eventually succumbs to it and passes away. Um, and Brittany and I, we, we were, we were friends mm-hmm. at this point. We were friendly, friendly. at this point, yeah. but we had not actually like solidified a friendship mm-hmm. yet. Like it wasn't a true blue friendship. Um, and, um, so anyway, so I'm, we're just kind of in this fog and let me just say, um, three days after my third child was born, my father passed away. So this is now two for two. We've had 
our last two children. And right after them, we've had a massive tragedy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're both feeling like shell shocked at this point. You know, we're standing at the front of the church um, at the funeral. And I'm just, you know, we're just kind of sitting there holding my newborn daughter and receiving all these people and, and just trying to figure out what in the world, this is insane. And then in walk Jared and Brittany, and they traveled this whole way to us. And I remember just as the moment I saw him, I just started sobbing, like, um, just, and it wasn't, I'm sobbing because I've just lost my father-in-law, which of course, I, I of course was so broken about that, but it was sobbing because somebody saw us, somebody felt what we're feeling and she just showed up. And so I think that was the first point that man, okay, there's more to this than I've really given time so far, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so um, you come to the, you come to the altar, you're giving me hugs and I'm, of course I'm sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and you'll stay the entire time, have dinner with the family afterward. And I so appreciated that. And then you're just like the next day was, I think the next day or the day after was Easter. Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you gotten anything? Have you done anything? I'm like, oh, no, of course not. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if I've bathed my children in, in three days. So um, she's like, don't worry about it. I got everything. And so we come home from the funeral and literally just sitting right there. Are just all these at our front door is Easter baskets and all kinds of goodies for my kids. Like she just took the time and she just went the extra mile or two for me. Um, and just knowing that little thing, like as a mom, as a dad, dads don't care if they get Easter basket. Let's just be real honest. Yeah. <laughs> but as a mom, something as small as that, I, I needed that. I needed that for my kids to have some type of joy for them. And you provided that for me. And then that was it. I was like, okay, this chick, this chick's got it. This is, <laughs> this is, this is the lady I want to hang with. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, I feel like just over time, like you've shown up so much like that for me, but it, it's never felt forced like I don't know I don't know it just always has felt like natural to to be that involved you know in in your life from that point forward and it's funny how tragedy and I would like to actually do a podcast on this is is how what tragedy does Mm. to relationships it either makes them or breaks them It it basically always does um and so in that tragedy I was blessed to see that the Lord made a relationship out of that tragedy Mm -hmm. um yeah, and you just kind of can see where people's hearts are. And that's, you know, I saw that first off right then and there. So, yeah. Yeah. And for on, on my end of things, so, you know, like I had said, so Jared and I had actually been here for a while as associate pastor before he became the head pastor here at the church. And um, when we first started coming, there were um, several young couples here uh, who were, you know, very strong in their faith, really seeking to know the Lord, really like pursuing that. And I was able to have a pretty close friendship with um, a woman named Tara. Uh, Her husband was here to play for a professional sports team in the area. So we knew that they were here temporarily, not sure how long. And I was able to be friends with her. We kind of got pregnant with our first kids at the same time together and things like that. And and she was always such an encouragement and so supportive to me. It was so nice to be around her and in studies with her. And she was always, you know, there. But, um, of course, as those things go with those careers, they got moved all the way across the country. And so I, you know, I, I kind of lost that friend that I had. Um, and I grew up in Mississippi. I didn't grow up here. So for me, it's always been in adulthood trying to find those really close friendships that seem so easy to make when you're young, oh my God, you know, so like, easy. yeah, I guess it's cause you just don't, that's all you have time for is well, to invest three, in relationships. Right. My three year old apparently makes best friends with animals, <laughs> dead animals or alive animals. Dead or alive. Doesn't matter. Uh, instantaneously. <laughs> and, 
yeah, so I, you know, I had these amazing friendships in high school and um, really wonderful Christian girls in my life then. But once I had gotten married and moved here, I found it so much harder to make close friendships as an adult. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, you know, you all, you have all these extra responsibilities. You're getting into your career. You're having to keep up with these. And I was married. So I was spending time like working on our new marriage and things like that. And so it never really just kind of gelled into having the opportunity to really get close people. I had lots of acquaintances, lots yeah. of, I was friendly with oh, yeah. a lot of people, yeah. um, but it, it never was like that true, like, I can call you when I'm in a puddle on the floor mm-hmm. and like, you're not going to judge me for it. You're going to like be there for me kind of friendship. And so, um, you know, I had that kind of come in with Tara, but then she left so quickly because of, of their career. And I spent the next several years, um, again, friendly with people, but not ever really getting to have that true blue, like there for each other kind of connection. And so when Aaron and Katie came, despite all of the, the resistance I had <laughs> prior to meeting I them. I won't take that personally. <laughs> don't, don't take it personally. <laughs> um, you know, once that had kind of like settled, I was like, okay, like this girl and I are in the same spot. We have the same sense of humor. Like, I think this is going to be a really good place. And then shortly thereafter, of course, you had everything that kind of snowballed. Like, I mean, I really think it was like within the month after you came that you were like, found out you were pregnant with Danny. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like 12 weeks pregnant with Danny and had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything just kind of transpired really fast as far as, you know, all this, this heavy stuff, like you're talking like all this, you know, these traumatic events that were kind of happening. And, and I just knew that, you know, for me, exactly the way that I'd want someone to be there for me. That's how I wanted to be there for you. Like I knew kind of what I would need and just knowing that we were so similar. I was like, I'm just going to try to give her what I would need in these situations. And it just, the Lord was just gracious to us in that, I think. Um, And so since then you've shown up for me so many times in the same way, just showing up at the door with a note or with, carbs delicious carbs that were much needed they're so delicious um, aren't they y'all i don't yeah I'm, i say that like i don't eat carbs i do <laughs> katie just brings extra <laughs> extra <laughs> extra ones that extra we don't feel normally good ones. <laughs> yes exactly um and so yeah and then our families have just like clicked together so well we see our kids playing together and and are just so blessed to see them having these kind of like really close friendships that develop and and knowing that they're going to have each other yeah. growing up in this friendships and eventual marriage because uh, yeah. we have you know we've we have, promised a couple we have of our- promised <laughs> a couple of them to each other yeah you know <laughs> I mean is arranged marriage really that bad is it's it not no it's not not today they'll, they'll, right? they'll, they'll be fine they'll be fine you'll learn to love each other <laughs> <laughs> just you know you'll learn you'll get they'll there it's fine it's there. fine <laughs> we're all fine yeah and so um you know, one of the things that I think I was missing in my friendships, like early on was intimacy. And I think that that's a word that we often, you know, we often associate that with different things now culturally, like intimacy has become something that is sexualized or something that is, you know, it's not something that you'd want to necessarily say about a friend. But when you look at biblical friendship, and you look at what the value of those things were, it was intimacy, it was being known, like being known and being loved anyway. Um, Having somebody who can see even the broken parts of you and that they still love you and they still want to help you to grow and to be encouraged and to kind of move beyond those broken places. And so I've been, I've been very uh, encouraged and blessed by the fact that for me, that is what my friendship with Katie has, has been like. And in having that kind of friendship again in my life, um, and I've told Katie this many times, we're in the same discipleship group together. So we get to kind of go through and we study uh, scripture in a very intimate setting with just a few people. And we really try to dig deep as we go through it. And 
one of the things that we talked about as we went through the Old Testament was how very often the Israelites would build altars when God would do something momentous in their in their in their presence in their life so that they would have a place to remember when things were hard or when things got difficult or when they were uh, straying away and they needed to come back, that they would have this altar to remember who their God was, that he was faithful and that he did these things for them and for their good. And for me, my friendship with Katie is that like, it's just a constant reminder that God is faithful and that he is going to bring things back into your life. um, And that he's always there. He's thinking of you. He's not leaving you kind of abandoned. That's sort of what our friendship's been for me. For sure. And I think that, and I think the years of not having the closeness, you know, because I agree that once you become, an adult, especially a, a woman, you just it just changes relationships where you're almost competing with other in your mind. Maybe uh, this is my I've got to get to this point in my marriage. I've got to have these children. I've got to have this house that looks like this, especially Western mm-hmm. culture. You know, we got to have it X Y Z. All this kind of stuff that you know for me, um, friendship kind of went on the back burner because I wanted to find all of that in my husband, Mm. you know, and for, you know, several years, that's what I tried to do was find all of the things that I need in a friendship, um, with a like-minded person, because let me just say me and my husband are not alike, (laughs) not alike at all. You're not. (laughs) Um, so I needed that in other people. And so you can see the stress that that would put on a marriage, Mm -hmm. expecting him to act like a woman that's, you know, that's similar to me. It's not going <laughs> to, not going to have, it's laughable really. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so all those years of not having those close, that close tie to friends. Um, now looking back, you're like, man, the Lord still provided and he was mm. still faithful through all that. And, but the lessons taught made finding this all that more cherishable, mm-hmm. you know, like it, this is, I'm holding this at such a high regard and that this is something that I want to work to maintain you know Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't feel like work us just hanging out and getting closer doesn't feel like work but it does you Mm -hmm. know being honest and being real a real friend doesn't just agree with everything you say they'll they'll disagree they'll be honest um they'll say what you know hopefully they'll point you toward scripture um and what scripture says and so all that to say I'm really think it makes me thankful for the times when I didn't have those close t- those close friendships because mm-hmm. the Lord was faithful in that too. And so, right. And not that it's not important to have a friendship with your spouse. That is important, no, absolutely. you know, for sure. Um, but there is a place and that's something else that we, you know, kind of will delve into in the future episodes as well. Even scripturally, it's so important to have deep friendships with people of the same gender in the same yeah. place, life in the same, you know, um, just having the same, like you said, like, like, like-mindedness mm-hmm. um, so that you have someone who you are, doing life with oh i hate that phrase. Mm. Doing, <laughs> that phrase is terrible doing tribe life with um <laughs> hashtag tribe life <laughs> and so hashtag blessed ha- hashtag blessed um so yeah so we yeah so it's it's having that kind of like you're saying you can hold it and you can cherish it even more when you haven't had it and i think that's true of yeah. you know almost anything like mm-hmm. we always learn to value the good more for having gone through the bad right right so i feel like that's sort of the same sentiment that I have with it too. And it's, you know, I think that it's such like so sweet to see again, like the way that our kids are getting to grow up together. Like it's almost like the Lord has even built in sort of a safety net of opportunity for them to have a good, solid Christian friendship in their life, you right. know? Absolutely. And so thankful. And it's so nice when, you know, you have people who are in the same church family as you and things like that, that um, it's almost like the Lord built in 
quality time together because you see each other at least once a week because you're going to see each other at church, you know? And so you're going to get to have those life experiences together. So even when things get crazy, like even when life is chaotic and you have all these schedules pulling you in different directions and work is insane and you're exhausted and all this stuff during the week, you know, you're going to see each other at least on that Sunday. Uh Oh, we're getting up on our soapbox about community and church life. (laughs) That's going to be another future episode. Oh, we're coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and then it feels weird when we don't, you know, so Mm -hmm. like, you know, during COVID time, Oh man, like, it was so weird to not be able to see you guys right. in person for so long. And then, you know, and, you know, Jared and um, Aaron actually did get to see each other still because they would come up to the church socially distanced, oh <laughs> let's just socially distance everyone <laughs> to film the uh, morning worship service live. Like they would, you know, live stream it in true real live time. And so they were still getting to see each other. Meanwhile, Katie and I would be at home <laughs> surrounded by screaming children <laughs> and trying to watch the live church service. But like, meanwhile, FaceTiming or texting each other the whole time, like just how much we missed yeah. getting to be there together. Yeah. It was such a, sur- it was so strange. It, it was, was so, so strange. Weird. And um, a Zoom friendship is not the same as a real face-to-face it's friendship. Not. It's so strange. Yeah, it really is. I feel like I'm not myself when I'm talking on a Zoom call or whatever meeting mm-hmm. online. I'm just not, I can't be fully myself. I don't know. It's weird. Because <laughs> yeah, the government's listening your... in. <laughs> I have to say the right things. That's right. Because the, the government right is so interested in what I have to say. <laughs> and you have to use your proper online voice. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. And even knowing like in the, so, you know, now that it's summertime coming up, we have vacations kind of planned. And I told Katie this week, I was like, we aren't going to see each other for like a month. It's so so we have to hang out like so a lot this week. <laughs> Because we have to spend time together, you yeah. know, it, and like you said, it's, it's putting in the work. It doesn't feel like work, but it's making sure that you take the time to spend with people. Right. You know, and I would say the same, like, and again, future episodes, people tune back in. But like when we talk about marriage at some point, it's the same idea. You know, yeah. people say that marriage is work, but it doesn't necessarily mean these like trudgery, like types of things that you have to get done, like a checklist. It's just yeah making the time to have the time yeah. to spend together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of been my motto for this year is like at New Year's, I said, I just want to be really, I hate this phrase. This is also another very churchy phrase, but very intentional about the relationships that are around me because we can get caught up in my life, my things to do, my checklist, all that kind of stuff. I forget to formulate a, a point in the week or a point in the day to spend time really trying to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, and then also foster that in my kids too, because Mm -hmm. I want them to learn how to foster really great relationships with their friends. And so um, that's been kind of my goal this year is to, to encourage that in my, in each one of my family members, including my husband who doesn't really care to, to go out and (laughs) hang out and do things. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny how like, even we've talked about this before, like even within our marriage, it's like, how similar Jared and Aaron are like when we get together and like they're like we, they're the boring ones <laughs> they are so boring we love you but you're kind of like <laughs> like applause for the husbands <laughs> <laughs> oh we're gonna have fun with that track <laughs> um yeah so yeah so that's kind of what um we're looking forward to I feel like that we've probably done a good length for our first I feel like episode. this is probably pretty long. I mean, we could probably we keep could, going. We could just keep going. We could just, just keep talking all day. <laughs> but I think this is a good place to stop for yeah. today because I feel like we have, you know, we have a lot more to say, but I feel like in, in coming uh, times that we get to sit down and do this, it's going to be 
uh, easier to kind of clarify some of the things that we've said today and kind yeah. of build upon those those same ideas and yeah. how important it is for Christians and believers, especially now, to find and seek out community with one another in general, but also to find and develop those really intimate, close Christian friendships with yeah. people who are in the same place as you. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Amen, sister. Amen. Good word. Good word. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We hope that you have had some fun hanging out with us. We had fun hanging out with each other anyway. I did. I mean, if no one listens, then we had fun. And we were in a quiet room for almost a half That's hour a just deal. getting to talk. That's a huge deal. This is a big deal. That never happens. Never. Usually we're having to navigate like a lot of mommies and and give me's and i need and and feeding and cleaning and hitting (laughs) stop saying my name please (laughs) okay well thank you guys for joining us and we will catch you next time on ordinary chaos extraordinary